Namaste, Namaskaram, Vanakam Namo Namaha, Jai Ganesha. Please visit our website at classicalyoga.org and there is a donate button if you would like to help us out. It's a very inspiring morning. This is our probably final snowstorm for the winter. A few inches, really beautiful, nice and quiet. So today's podcast. Problem? Corpus minuscule. Solution? Corpus Colossum. And gold? Incorpus. What is the Corpus Colossum? It is that length of tissue that connects the left and the right hemispheres of our brain together. So to simplify without being simplistic or naive, Let's look at our human problems and solutions as an internal and external battle between our left and our right brain. In general, a battle with our mind itself. Now there's a cliche, our mind can be our best friend or our worst enemy depending on how we program it or let it be programmed by others. So let's look at the left and the right brain hemispheres. And this is something that we study within the Hindu yoga dharma. We call the left brain the pingala or the masculine nature and the right brain the idda or the feminine nature. A little reflection here shows there can be a great understanding of the male and female characteristics that all of us possess to one degree or another, thus not confusing inner personality traits with our outer gender. Remember, there's only two genders. We are either masculine or feminine, but within all of us, we do have, to varying degrees, masculine and feminine qualities and both positive and negative. Let's just rationally look at it. We could look at positive masculine qualities as being analytical, logical, rational, thinking area. This is also the religious area, rules, regulations, and rituals. Now let's look at some negative masculine qualities. Hard, crude, mean, intolerant, fundamentalist. Now a little reflection shows that these qualities can be had by anyone, masculine or feminine, male or female. Now let's look at some positive feminine characteristics or qualities. Soft, intuitive, gentle, creative, spontaneous, spiritual. Hmm. Now let's look at some negative feminine qualities. Cold, indifferent, Erratic emotional highs and lows, depression, anxiety. Again, a little reflection shows that whether we have been born into a male or female body, to one degree or another, we all exhibit the positive and the negatives of both the masculine and the feminine sides of our brain. A little further reflection shows that it makes logical, rational sense to try to develop more of the positive qualities and get out of the 
cluttered basement, if you will, of the negative masculine and feminine qualities. In other words, whether we are a man or a woman in this incarnation, does it not make sense to try to be analytical, logical, rational, thinking creatures, as well as being soft, intuitive, gentle, creative, spontaneous? Hmm. So are we all not on this journey together, learning this swing, going through the duality that is life itself, everything and its opposite, learning when to go left, when to go right, when to exert more of the positive male qualities or the positive female qualities. And the little reflection shows that when we are out of balance, stuck on one side or the other, this is the basic problem that we see throughout humanity. Pitting left against right, in politics, conservative against liberal, in religion, fundamentalist against universalist, men against women, and on and on as we play this game of life, if you will. Obviously, when we don't realize we're playing a game to begin with, we're stuck on one side or the other. That's when the tension arises, the undue tension. Remember, little tension is fine. That's how we play the music of life, like putting tension on a guitar string or violin string or sitar. But too much tension, obviously, the string breaks. We have a breakdown. Not enough tension, and we just don't play the music of life. And it's very interesting that music is a wonderful way to harmonize the left and the right brain. Because especially when we learn to read music, and the timing, this is all left brain, and then the feeling and the emotion that the music elicits is the right brain experience, both positive, male and female. And, you know, they've actually done studies on the brains of conductors, and they all have a highly developed corpus callosum. Because, watch the conductor. They intrinsically are playing all of the musical instruments using their analytical, rational thinking side, using both sides of their body as they conduct the orchestra, and then feeling every single thing going on. So there are ways in life that we can consciously adopt to help go from a corpus minuscule to a corpus colossum. Obviously, just living life itself will, to one degree or another, develop this connection of left and right brain. But there are active steps we can take to, like anything else, like going to a gym, exercising, studying, to develop the body, the mind, the emotions, there are some positive steps we can take. Obviously, we are coming from a Hindu religious perspective here. But we also try to see how all of this fits in life in general. Remembering that seeking a balance between generalities and specifics is in itself harmonizing the left and the right brain. Generalities is more the right brain quality, and the specifics are the left brain qualities. We need to know when to focus on the generalities or the specifics of life. 
So, for example, in general, we speak, using English, obviously, a common language, we speak of devotion. But when we speak of bhakti yoga, for example, we're specifically now talking about the Hindu religion. And when it comes to religion and spirituality, note that one side of the brain is often fighting with the other side or in a debate. You clearly see this between atheists and monotheists and believers and non-believers and those who think they're religious and those who think they're spiritual. And we have the spiritual but not religious crowd. This is simply the left and the right brain battling within the individual and with the individuals on the stage. It's the age-old game of left and right. The teeter-totter, the swing of life, the sada lolahara that we sing in Saivad Hinduism, the truth sada of the swing lola of life that's destroying our ignorance ultimately. So, of course, we can be way out of balance and be so religious in a fundamentalist mindset that we get valid criticism for those on the other side, if you will, who say, no, they're spiritual, but not religious. Interestingly, a famous commentator and a lawyer on Hindu Dharma, J. Sai Deepak, said of the cliche, I'm spiritual but not religious, he said, people who utter that are neither. <laughs> They're not spiritual or religious. They really don't know the meaning of either one. Obviously, this is a balance of left and right brain. Again, the left brain would be the more religious side, and the right brain is the spiritual side. We need both hemispheres of the brain. And let's pause a moment, and some of you may point out examples of people who have had traumatic brain injury when one side of their brain is damaged. What happens? Well, it's very interesting because the brain is a highly adaptable organism, an organic organism, and it seems that if the right brain is damaged, for example, the left brain can start to pick up some of the right brain qualities. Very interesting. The intelligence of the mind and the body itself. Think for a moment of how we develop compassion. Hmm. We must first have passion. In other words, we have to live life. We have to put ourselves out there. Be willing to try. Be willing to make many mistakes. We have successes and we have failures in life. This is the game of life that we're all involved in. For without passion, we will never develop compassion. In other words, if we haven't lived life, if we don't know what it is to feel and experience certain things, how can we have compassion for another person going through those same experiences? That's why it's a well-known adage that the one that helps a alcoholic is a former alcoholic. They know. They have compassion because they've been there. So, this is not advocating negative behavior, but this is life. We get a broader view. So we have to live life, be passionate about life, be willing to make mistakes. This is the way to develop the balance, the corpus callosum of compassion. So now let's look at some practical ways to go from a corpus minuscule to a corpus colossum. Let's keep it simple and profound. Simply breathe. Go in and go out. The inner experiences, 
the more right brain qualities, and then we go out into the left brain qualities. Simply breathe in and breathe out. This is in Hindu dharma, which is a Hindu yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific, philosophical lifestyle. It's all of those things. It's a balance of left and right brain. It's religious and it's spiritual. So we have the concept of pranayama. Prana are the intelligent energies of life itself and the energies within the human body. And pranayama refers to the energies of the breath. Think for a moment that this is our first and our last food. You can listen to our podcast on soul food, atmaana, our first and our last food. Alternate nostril breathing, very important part of the Hindu yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific, philosophical lifestyle. And remember that that word yoga that is so misused today by actually people who are off balance in a right brain scenario. That using the analytical left brain, this is a Sanskrit word. Sanskrit is by definition the ancient Arya or noble language of the Hindu. So it's a religious language. It's a Hindu religious language. And it profoundly means to join to our inner Atmana and then Brahman. Yujatman Brahmancha. And the way that Hindus do that is by following the various classical yogas that distinguish the Hindu religion. Karma Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, Raja Yoga, Gyan Yoga, Hatha Yoga, Mantra Yoga, Japa Yoga, Nada Yoga, Nata Yoga, Kundalini Yoga. The modern so-called yoga movement is really possessed by those who are out of balance, stuck basically in the right brain and in the negatives of the right brain when challenged, being cold and different, suffering through erratic emotional highs and lows, depression, so simply and profoundly, just breathe. In the Vedas, these are the Ashvin twins, the twin physicians. Hmm. The in-breath and the out-breath. And then understand when to go in, when to go out. Open the eyes. Close the eyes. Go out, go in. Good balance. Take a walk. Enjoy this beautiful diagonal flow. Left and right. Then chant. Hindus call these mantras. So four simply profound ways to help develop the corpus colossum, the left and the right brain. Simply breathe. Go in, go out, open the eyes, close the eyes, go out, go in, take a walk, preferably in solitude, left, right, the diagonal flow, and then if you're inspired, utter some profound sounds that are meaningful to you. In general, this is how one can positively develop this corpus callosum, this left and right brain.
And then automatically, as one goes throughout their day, they'll be able to adroitly go from left brain to right brain. And in a positive way. In other words, knowing when to be analytical, rational, logical, thinking area, when to be soft, intuitive, gentle, creative, and in a sense, non-thinking area of pure experience. And stay out of the cluttered basements, if you will, of being hard and crude and mean and intolerant and cold and indifferent, erratic emotional highs and lows, depression, anxiety. As we go step by step by step. Now specifically as Hindus, we would say pranayama, breath. The eyes, lochana, the two eyes and the third eye. That's why Hindus wear the, the bindu, the mark of the Hindu. We'll get back to that in a moment, but when we walk, we go pade, pade, step by step by step. And when we chant, we chant our sacred mantras. Mananatrayatita mantraha. It is enchanting these sacred Sanskrit Hindu mantras. Remember, Sanskrit is the language. So if one is honest, anytime they use a Sanskrit word, they have to recognize that they're talking about the Hindu religion. Yoga, chakras, kundalini, shanti, shakti, all Sanskrit Hindu words. So these mantras help to connect itti mantrahe, mananat trayati itti mantraha, help to connect the mind to the atmana, the third part of the equation, the incorpus, the incorporeal, which Hindus call the atmana, that which goes beyond the mind and the body and the emotions. In other words, we harmonize left and right brain, developing a strong corpus callosum to, when appropriate, step off, step in, go ethically out of our mind into the Atmana. Now, some religions refer to this as the soul or the spirit, but that is still connected to the mind. It's not connected to the body. Hence, that debunks the whole cliche, I'm spiritual but not religious, since spirit is incorporeal. But Hindus take it a step further with the understanding of the Atmana. It's not the body, but it's not the mind or the emotions either. It transcends that. So as we go, Pade, Pade, Prajna, Atmadarshana, Ekadantaya. The goal of the Hindu is to Perceive prajna, the third eye point, hence the bindu, puram bindu vajri purushtutaha, ancient soulful warrior, the third eye, we perceive the inner light of the atmana, atmadarshana paramodharma. And then from this experience come out in a sense of humility, which is understanding. It's the antithesis of being humiliated. So as we go pade, pade, step by step, we are harmonizing left and right brain to utilize them and then also to be able to step off or step into the Atma Darshana, that which transcends the body, mind, and emotions. So here's a guarantee that if you hopefully get up in the morning 
Take a walk in solitude. And if you live in a city, it's really imperative that you do get up early to avoid all the noise. Sometimes you can't go outside, so you could walk around your home. Walk around your yard, perhaps. So simply breathe. Focus on your breath. And as you walk, periodically open the eyes and close the eyes. And then feel the motion of walking, this wonderful diagonal flow. As the left foot goes out, the right arm goes out, and vice versa. And then perhaps hum, sing, repeat a word or words that are meaningful to you. And it's guaranteed that this will stimulate the inner voice that's inside of all of us. Hindus would call this the Antar Guru, the Guru that's within. We respect all the teachers on the outside, but never forget that we all have this inner wisdom. If we stimulate it, if we open up to it, and obvious this presupposes that we're going to try to live an ethical and honest life so that what we open up is beneficial to ourselves and others. So what happens if perhaps you're unable to walk? Well, you can still breathe. You can still open the eyes and close the eyes. You can still chant verbally or silently, the inner voice. And you may perhaps, if you're perhaps confined to a wheelchair, you could swing your arms, simulate this diagonal flow. So breathe, open and close the eyes, enjoy the diagonal flow of life, the left and the right, and use your voice. Speech is extremely important. In the Vedas, our primal deity, Ganapati, is known as Brihaspati, the male deity of speech, and Mahasaraswati is the female deity of speech, Vak or Vach. So Ganapati as Brihaspati is the understanding of the great expansive nature of life, brihaspati. Has actually means to be joyful or to laugh. The great expanse of nature that is life, the big bang that is creation itself. And Masaraswati, her very name means having flow. In other words, through repetition, through practice, through step by step, pade pade, thread by thread, sutra by sutra, we develop a wonderful flow, a dance of life, if you will. Also beautifully depicted by the image of the dancing Shiva Nataraja, the divine dancer. Dance, music, singing, this is all primal to life itself. Go out in nature. Watch the dance of nature. Listen to the music and the song of nature. This is surely the most primal form of religion. Dance, music, singing. 
as we learn to play the music of life, to conduct our own orchestra within, which makes us effective in the outer material world. Go in, go out, breathe in, breathe out, eyes open, eyes closed, and then feel the inner contentment of your inner being. Peace, peace, peace. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. And you have now found your internal compass, your internal GPS, which is manifested in gratitude, persistence, and sacrifice, GPS. Hindus would say, Dhanyavad, Vira, Yajnam. Gratitude, persistence, and sacrifice. Start your day with this acronym and end your day. Begin your day with saying thank you. I can do this. Who can I help? Gratitude, persistence, sacrifice. Thank you. I can do this. Who can I help? And then pause a moment before you enter into the no-thingness of deep sleep. And simply reflect, did I say thank you today? How persistent was I in accomplishing my tasks? Did I succeed? Did I fail? I'll try better tomorrow. And did I help anybody today? This is the moral compass that we all need. And then from this inner plane, then why not come out and bless those around you? Wish them an auspicious life. Wish them a peaceful life. Wish them a life of fullness and tranquility. Hindus would say, Sarvesham svastir bhavatu, Sarvesham shantir bhavatu, Sarvesham purnam bhavatu, Sarvesham mangalam bhavatu. And then why not try to help each other? And most of us, we do feel compassion when somebody's hurt, sick, and suffering. But then act on this. Help those that are sick and suffering. Help those in need. As Hindus, we would say, Sarve bhavantu sukhinaha, Sarve santu niramayaha, Sarve bhadhani pashyantu makashya dhukha bhavavet. And then be firm with yourself. Turn the gaze back in on yourself. After all, nobody understands us like we, hopefully. And that's clearly why nobody else understands us, because there's never been another you or me. So clearly our goal is to understand who we are. So we go from untruth to truth. Be willing to admit when we've made a mistake. Don't always be so sure of ourselves. There may be something more that we need to learn as we go from untruth to truth. And then humbly admit our ignorance Somebody always knows more than us, less than us. It's just the way life is. And then try to tap into, through the breath, through the eyes, through walking, through your holy sounds, to this inner nectar that's within all of us, this bliss, this love, that all 
beings are seeking. We can even find it in our many animal friends. So Hindus would end by saying, Asatoma sad gamaya, tamasoma jyotir gamaya, vrityorma amritam gamaya. Seeking ultimately this atmadarshana that transcends the body, mind, and emotions into a piece of justice and a piece of strength. Om shanti shanti shantihi. Enjoy the dance, enjoy the music of life. So finally, we're using the word soul here in this song, but remember, Atma is a better description for us as Hindus. For this is truly not the mind, nor the body, nor the emotions. Temporal inhabiting a body, mind, and emotions, this Satchirananda, this pure existence, consciousness, energy, light, love, bliss, Choti Shakti Nanda Shanti, love, light, and energy, Om, this are we, with emotions, mind, and body. So every day, close your eyes and rest the wandering mind, and look inside and see what you can find. It's the soul and this you know. It's the soul and this, you know. Sitting quietly, let all the strife subside. And find the peace that's always inside. It's the part of you that never dies. It's the soul and this, you know. And searching everywhere for happiness Until we finally come to rest In the soul and is, you know In the soul and is, we will all know So close your eyes and rest the wandering mind Look inside and see what you can find. It's the soul and this, you know. It's the soul and this, we will all know.
P.S. Prajna Samadhi. In other words, spiritual perception from calm wisdom. So to sum up, here are four things that can go a long way to help balance the mind. And then with a balanced mind, we can jump up or jump into, if you will, that which goes beyond the mind. So the four steps. Simply breathe in and out. Eyes open, closed. Walk left, right. Mantras. Sing and chant. Learn from these four things. Do them all at once. As you take your early morning walk, hopefully. Late evening walk, perhaps. Giving you a solid foundation. A square foundation, which is actually the yantra or the diagram for the first chakra. The all-important muladhara chakra. Our foundation from which we rise and always safely come back to. It's also associated with Ganesha, Brihaspati, and also with memory and elimination. As we seek this ongoing balance of a balanced life, a sattvic life, equilibrium, balance, a balanced mind, we learn through experience, through trial and error, of what to let go of and what to hold on to. And never forgetting the essential nature, hold on to that, as Hindus, the Atmana, Tattvam asi thou art that, Aham Brahmasmi, Aham Atma asi, Om Shanti.